You're listening to Leveling Up, and I'm Arielle, your host. Well, hello, world. I am so happy to be back. And by back, I mean back in Los Angeles. I know, I know you are wondering what happened because the last time we spoke, I was coming to you from San Inez in the Central Coast, but a whole lot has happened, which would explain my longer than anticipated hiatus from writing and recording, leveling up with Ariel Miller. But in a nutshell, things got really bad. My husband had lost his job while we were living in the country and he spent eight weeks trying to get a job. And Lo and behold, it just didn't work out, and uh, we came back to Los Angeles, and all is well. I mean, that's kind of like a very abbreviated version. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you should at Ariel underscore Miller, because there, I kind of like lay it all out for you. But let's go ahead and move on, because I don't want to spend this time talking about like my massive journey. Actually, no, I do. Because that's what kind of inspired this episode. And this episode 15 is called Life is Hard, Make Changes. Actually, life is hard and so is change. (laughs) I wound up changing the title of it because I was like, hmm, I think I need to go ahead and change it. So it's uh, Life is Hard and So is Change. With that being said, having to uproot my life twice over the course of seven months, meaning like start a new job, start new fitness classes, leave fitness classes, leave a job I love, leave a city I love, to go ahead and take a leap of faith to then admit that this leap of faith just wasn't working was tough. And it was not an easy transition in any capacity. My life was challenged in ways I couldn't have possibly even fathomed. And it inspired this episode as well as people in my life. I wrote this episode to help people, to use my experience and say, you can do it. You can make the hard changes that need to happen in your life to better yourself, even if it's going to hurt other people, disappoint other people, frustrate other people, and so on and so forth. You think that me leaving teaching a high school class in the middle of the school year was an easy decision? Absolutely not. Walking away from a classroom I had built with relationships I had cultivated in a new place that I was creating a life for myself. Now, granted, I I didn't love being in the area, but to walk away from children whose lives I was positively impacting was a hard decision. And I had to accept certain inalienable truths. And I had to understand that Change is complicated and change is hard. So let's go ahead and dive right in here because I want to talk about it. Life's challenges are going to come with the need to make hard decisions, case in point, as I'm discussing. And we have to have difficult conversations along the way as well. So these challenges or obstacles in our lives require that we get comfortable knowing that sometimes the things we have to do are not always or oftentimes going to be the things that we want to do. Again, bringing this back to what I just shared that I didn't want to actually leave my teaching placement. And there are times in your life where you didn't actually want to do something, but you have to do it. In other words, we have to toughen up a little bit, toughen up buttercup. You're not always going to get to do what you want to do when you want to do it and have everything you want in the very moment you want it. See, that's actually part of the problem. 
our current day society has evolved into this place where no one can be uncomfortable. The everything hurts and I'm dying mentality, while funny, is certainly an epidemic. No one is truly interested in growth because growth is well hard. Growth requires us to be humble, introspective, and willing to accept that just because we've believed something or done something a certain way for so long doesn't mean that it's right or what we need. For example, while I was living in the Central Coast, I was coaching the girls wrestling team at Lompoc High School. And the girls were pretty hesitant at first to receive the changes that my husband, who was also coaching, that my husband and I were making on the team. And they kept saying, well, this is how we always did it. This is how we've always done it. Well, just because you've always done something a certain way doesn't mean that it is right or what you need. New perspectives are what we need to grow. New perspectives offer new challenges and new opportunities. Now, accepting the reality that something that we've done or solidified for X amount of time is really challenging for people. It's human nature. We're adverse to change, period. But I think for some, it's because unfortunately, they view this need, if you will, to glow up or level up or making changes and so on and so forth as signs of imperfection inadequacies. Therefore, they feel that these self-perceived imperfections or inadequacies imply that they are fundamentally flawed, like there's something wrong with them. But the real flaw in all of this isn't the fact that we aren't perfect. It's in the toxic thinking that how we are the way we are never stands to change nor should change. Yes, you and all of your unique glory are uh, amazing and wonderful. And I'm not saying you aren't snowflakes, my sweet millennials. But what I'm saying is, is that stagnation is our figurative death. Think of it this way. Now, keep in mind, I am not a biologist, but here in the natural world, if a species doesn't evolve or adapt, if it simply stays the same, it will eventually be snuffed out by the other species that have evolved. So what's happening to us? What is happening to humanity that even the most mundane tasks become monumental decisions that we're unable to make without posting a poll on our IG story? Moreover, Rather than agonize and eventually decide because we become so soft as a society, we avoid decision-making altogether and remain in jobs we can't stand, cities we wish we didn't live in, relationships that drain us, and more. What is wrong with staying put, you ask? Well, like I mentioned, stagnation is death. Exposing yourself over and over to toxicity in your life is acidic. It will eat you up from the inside out and make you sick. It'll make you miserable. And let me tell you, I'm not just rambling. The science is there to show how stress negatively impacts us, specifically with respects to autoimmunity. And stress isn't just about deadlines at work. It is social and emotional as well. It's mental health. It's so much more inclusive than work per se. And by work, we're talking your J-O-B. Stressors exist in all facets of our lives. But health factors aside, accepting situations in your life make you complacent. Avoiding decisions or vowing to make change because you fear what lies on the other side of said decision and change makes you avoidant. And being complacent and avoidant are certainly not attributes I would ever want associated with how people viewed me. But hey, that's just me. Bottom line. I am probably not someone you want to hang out with unless you are ready to evolve and elevate 
because I won't sit there and let you complain about life and wear your pain like a trophy. Life is comprised of making a series of decisions. And while your past decisions may sometimes seem permanent, they only governed your present day circumstance. It's the decisions you make now, in the here and now, that determine your future. Your future. No, the universe isn't punishing you, and life doesn't owe you anything, and you are, and you are alone, tasked with what we are now calling adulting. I know, it's ridiculous. And that means doing things that you don't want to do, aka making, hmm, hard AF decisions, which render change, and sometimes great change. I bet this is hitting deep, huh? I get it. Because as a coach and an educator, I'm faced with mentoring countless people who are so stuck in their own circular thinking that the thought of making a change paralyzes them. So guess what? They stay stuck. And here's what happens. Nothing. And since nothing happens, the cycle of discontentment, depression, misery, and so much more only compound. And before they know it, life has passed them by and they wonder how they were slighted and when they will be given permission to live their life. Well, here's the nitty gritty, folks. There is no invitation to live this life. You are already living it. But if you do not carpe diem and seize the day, time will only pass you by and you are no longer a participant in your life, but a bystander. Let's take a moment and let me drop some science on you, or shall I say research. The stages of change, or the trans-theoretical model, was introduced in the late 1970s. That's what I'm going to use to frame this discussion. In this model, there are six stages to change. Now, they are stages, not steps per se. To account for people relapsing or simply abandoning his or her said purpose or goal. Now, they are stages, not steps per se to account for people relapsing or simply abandoning his or her said purpose or goal. And that's just the thing with committing to something. Sometimes it's two steps forward and one step back. But in this model specifically, it is referring to gradual changes combined with those relapses while in the process of making a lifelong change. This model illustrates what we already know. Are you ready for it? Change is hard. Change takes time. And eventually, if one remains proactive, change is possible. So here we go. Let's dig into the six stages. Stage one is called pre-contemplation. Here are the characteristics of the stage. Denial, ignorance of the problem, strategies, rethink your behavior, introspection and self-analysis, assess risks of current behavior. This is called the pre-contemplation stage. <laughs> Emphasis on the pre, by the way, as the individual has yet to resolve to commit to change, but is often in denial of their patterns or behavior. Often those in this stage feel that their behavior is out of their control, meaning that they have no control over it. Some questions to ask yourself if you feel like you're in this stage are, have you tried to change this behavior in the past? How do you recognize that you have a problem? What would you have happen for you to consider your behavior a problem? Stage two, contemplation, characteristics, ambivalence, conflicted emotions, strategies, weigh pros and cons of behavior change, confirm readiness and ability to change, identify barriers to change. In this stage, the contemplation stage, people experience conflict with respects to the potential benefits of making a change, but the investment and cost outweigh the benefits. This conflict of sorts represents upheaval and ambivalence about changing. 
As a result of this uncertainty, the contemplation stage of change can last months or even years. Therefore, many people never make it past this stage. Some questions to ask yourself if you feel like you might be in this stage are, why do you want to change? Is there anything preventing you from changing? What are some things that you can do to help you make this change? Stage three, preparation, characteristics, experimenting with small changes, collecting information about change, strategies, write down your goals, prepare a plan of action, make a list of motivating statements. That's actually one of my favorites. And about making a list, you could even make a vision board with inspiring quotes and pictures and things like that. That's just me. I really like things like that. In this stage is where the action begins. The person may begin by making small adjustments and modifications to one's life with the goal of preparing for a larger, more lasting change, hence preparation. Truly understanding one's behavior, motivations, triggers, and more are essential to the lasting behavioral changes. Referring to oneself as good or bad only reinforces fixed mindsets, limiting one's success. So be sure to explore yourself deeply and gather as much information as you can about your behavior. To further encourage yourself on this journey, many people find that motivating quotes, like I had mentioned, vision boards, writing down their goals, gives them power while keeping them focused. And I've mentioned the vision board, and I'm going to say it again. It's like I have mirrored closets, and I would tape up like my professional vision board and then my personal vision board, or I've taped quotes and sticky notes like in my car or in my bathroom or on my computer screen. And these are things that you'd see on a daily basis, and they motivate me and inspire me even in my most darkest hour. And if that's even too much, I also keep a list of quotes in my cell phone and I just keep this like ongoing memo in my notes section of all these different quotes that I collect that kind of fuel me when I feel like I am empty and gassed out and have nothing left. Finally, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals will only elevate you so find your people. Most recently for me, this is uh, in terms of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I've recently, and I say recently, past couple of weeks, been dabbling in BJJ, and I am completely and utterly immersed and obsessed. And I've started to see the shift in who I'm socializing with because we're like-minded and of what we share in common and our obscene obsession that we have with BJJ. So you surround yourself with people who have the same interests, passions, and drive as you, and it's infectious, it's cyclic, it passes from them to you, you to them, and so on and so forth, and you continue to expand your network, building and bringing more people into your fold, which only make this preparation stage more powerful and long-lasting. Stage four is action. Characteristics of this stage are taking direct action toward a goal, strategies, reward your successes, and seek out social support. So you see the progression through the stages. In this stage, the actions taken in the step that we just talked about in the preparation stage become more pointed, and that honing in is what's really important. Now, people will oftentimes fail at implementing resolutions because their previous steps to implementation have not been thoughtful or correctly aligned to their desired outcome. So let me clarify. For example, when trying to lose weight, people often start by implementing a new exercise routine and eating healthier. And while that is wonderful and certainly key components to a healthy lifestyle, it doesn't address other factors that are overlooked, which is why when they don't experience success, people quit on themselves. So what could other factors be? 
They could be emotional triggers. It could be addressing childhood trauma. It could be overeating. It could be any form of body dysmorphia. It could be a whole lot of other issues that are not being addressed as to why the changes of diet and exercise aren't sticking. And the other thing is this, is as people, we expect change to be instantaneous. Well, I've been dieting for three days. Why haven't I lost 14 pounds? Well, you didn't put the 14 pounds on in three days. It's not coming off in three days. The key to success in stage four, the action stage, are the actionable steps, hence the action phase. These steps must be small enough to experience small amounts of success to continue to encourage commitment to the goal. However, they need to be steps that are compoundable with reinforcement and support. So the steps need to be able to be I guess amplified is what I'm looking to say over the course of time. Because if you simply just keep repeating the same steps and the same successes and over and over again, again, you're back in this narrative that just recycles over and over and over again. But the reinforcement and the support's important because it serves as validation, which is the motivation that we need to continue pursuing said goal. Stage five, maintenance. Characteristics are maintaining a new behavior, avoiding temptation, which always reminds me of that TV show like, oh God, I was back in college called Temptation Island. Did anyone see that? It was ridiculous. And I think of it from time to time because it was amazing, but total digression here. But there were these couples that were put on an island with other couples and they had deliberately put like your desirable mate type on the island, hence Temptation Island, to see if people would cheat. I know. Okay. Anyway, stage five maintenance characteristics, maintaining a new behavior, avoiding temptation, strategies, develop coping strategies for temptation, and remember to reward yourself. The maintenance phase of the stages of change model involves successfully avoiding former behaviors and keeping up new behaviors. Now, if you recall in stage three preparation, we discussed the importance of reflecting on one's behavior and identifying triggers and so on. Now we circle back to that important step to dig a little deeper with the aims of cultivating continued success. It is through this re-examination of one's behavior that the possibilities of reaching one's goals become more tangible. Part of this process also entails ways to dodge temptation to avoid backsliding. Replacing old habits with newer positive ones will help combat this. Inevitably, remember this. Relapsing can and will happen. Setbacks are common and are part of life. They're unavoidable and, well, part of the process of making a lifelong and lasting change. The final stage, stage six, relapse. Characteristics, disappointment, frustration, feelings of failure, strategies, identify triggers that lead to relapse, recognize barriers to success, reaffirm your goal and commitment to change. Now, it is common that with anything that is behavior related, one will relapse. There are many emotions associated with relapsing, such as anger, disappointment, and frustration. But spiraling, uh, spiraling down a rabbit hole of shame and telling yourself that you are bad or unworthy and worthless is toxic and self-defeating. It doesn't help. So if you do relapse, do not be too hard on yourself or give up. Instead, examine where the lapse happened and resolve to avoid repeating it when faced with the same situation in the future. While grappling with relapses can be challenging, 
Resolve to begin the preparation, action, or maintenance stages of behavior. Start again. Taking the steps to correct and begin your journey over will only help reaffirm your motivation. Again, remember to plan for how you will deal with any future temptations. Again, the planning is the key to success. So you have to plan and accept that the reality is, is you're not going to get from point A to point B without any sort of opposition. You're going to get blown off course, but you have the skills and the tools and the wherewithal to reformulate your course and maybe plot a new course and approach it from a different direction. But if it doesn't work the first time, I hate like cliches, like if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But the reality is, is like, if it doesn't work the first time, okay, sit back, reflect what happened. How can you fix it? How can you improve it? How could you refine it? And here's what I'm going to say is that's the best part. The best part of this process is not coming out of the gate and getting everything you want that first time through. That doesn't grow you. That doesn't elevate you. That doesn't teach you anything. Our character is only tested in the face of adversity. So embrace the adversity. Tough it up, buttercup. This is the second time I'm saying that in this episode because that's the truth. Experience gives you opportunity to move through challenges. Coming back to our final stage here, resolutions fail as a result of not taking proper preparation. So approaching a goal with an understanding of how to prepare, act, and maintain our new behavior is the key to success. So to review all of that, shit, change is hard. But hopefully you have a little better idea of what true and real change looks like from a behavioral standpoint, at least. It is my hope that I share the things I learned about in my life to help positively impact the lives of others. For me, my existence is really that simple. But it's also so hard to have friends and family and acquaintances in one's life leaning heavily upon you, complaining incessantly about their lives and situations while doing absolutely nothing. So here we are, spreading knowledge and shit to help uplift others. Sure, life and making tough choices are hard. Committing and really committing to change is really hard. But you know what's harder? Living a life where you feel powerless because you are afraid of what could happen if you make a change. Commit to something. Commit to yourself. Dare to dream so effing big it hurts and take every single step necessary to live a life that you are proud of. Thank you so much for listening to Leveling Up with Ariel Miller. I want to just go ahead and give a shout out to VeryWellMind.com, the Stages of Change, which was a resource that I used for this episode to go ahead and refine some of the research that I have used. Also, I want to go ahead and thank you for listening. I know that I haven't been as consistent as you deserve me to be, but I am back living my best life and I can't wait to be here, to be there for you and be part of your life's journey, your goals and your dreams. Find me on the gram, Ariel underscore Miller. Shoot me a direct message. Let me know what kinds of things you want me to talk about. And again, from me to you, thank you so much. Love you. Mean it. Mwah.